This is How to Business and Show Business, where we talk about the business of show, the podcast that discusses ways to work smarter, not harder. If you're a performer at the beginning of your career or a student interested in going into the performing arts, this is the podcast for you. For more about the podcast, you can find our website at businessandshowbusiness.com. There you can learn more about the business of performing arts with coursework, videos with shop talk, and interviews with other professional performers. Now here's your host, Corbin. Hello, I'm your host, Corbin, and welcome back to another episode of How to Business in Show Business. Before we get started, go ahead and click that subscribe button so you can stay caught up anytime there's a new episode. Friends, thanks for joining me for another episode. I am so excited to share this week's guest and discussion with a familiar voice who I'm sure you all will remember. I, of course, I am speaking about Clayton Howe of Entertainment X. A couple of weeks ago, I was on his podcast and we had a very raw, unfiltered conversation about a couple of things. And this will be a first because I've not shared this side of myself with you all. And going forward, I do want there to be some level of transparency. Now, while my podcast is more so about the business, um, this conversation that him and I have, it does tack upon, touch upon aspects of our industry, but it's really more so about getting to know the person. And he really taps into that human aspect that I really appreciate. So you get to know a little bit more about me and you get to little well you get to hear it from me which will be a different vibe and I hope to continue this at some point when those episodes become available from other people's podcasts so on and so forth before clay takes it away I want to let you all know that part two of my conversation with clay will be the very end of season one so without further ado here's my interview with Clayton Howe this is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For this episode, I chat with Corben Williams, and he comes back for a part two that is so full of pretty much everything. We talk about his evolution in his career, how he's staying positive right now, how he's gotten better at listening, uh, our views on the future of the theater industry. We talk about Moderna and the general COVID vaccination, better at asking questions. And we ended a little bit with the conversation around the Actors' Equity Union. Um, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did having the conversation with Corben Williams. Enjoy. We're back. I'm Clayton Howe, and today with me on Zoom, four time zones away, <laughs> Corben Williams. Corben, uh, welcome back. Uh, thanks for having me. This is exciting. Well, we uh, we had a little pre-chat chat, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, as I was kind of meditating on what we would talk about today, it dawned on me that there are more or less stages of mourning loss and grief (laughs) over time from what what was to what is and to what could be so you know since we hit all of those um early childhood questions we let's talk more recently uh where are you at these days so i this whole thing yeah so last we spoke i was in alaska brainer i'm still in alaska 
And, you know, it has been interesting being back home. I say this in confidence and I don't feel like I'm speaking out of turn. I feel very confident sharing this with the audience. Mm. Uh, I was informing you and I was telling you, leaving such a high vibrancy of a place, which is go, 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 go. And then going back home and it being kind of monotone, Mm. it ain't serving me. Listen, I, 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 I'll be honest, my parents know I love them. My boss knows I love them. Um, I I just, I have no one to hold me accountable and I have to hold myself accountable. And that's hard. Mm. Like that is real hard to do. Cause I mean, when we were with each other, it's like, oh, what's Clay doing? What's Corbin doing? What's Lexi doing? What's Jackie doing? What's mm-hmm. Ray Cause we were all there doing it together, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I have garnered from this time is that it isn't, always have to be about the business, which is great. And I was listening to your episode uh, of uh, The Bean, Shoshana. Oh. And she was saying, horseback riding makes her so happy. Complete left turn from the business. Come Unless you're getting into equestrian and the Olympics, but like just complete left turn, right? And I was like, what makes me happy? And Clay, I honestly don't know what makes me happy outside of show business and that's okay. Um, but I, um, I need to get back. I'm not gonna lie. I'm. I've been down in. <clears throat> get a little verklempt. Um, I. Uh, I've. 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 I've been a little bit down in the dumps, and I go through my stages, and I've made my peace with it. But ultimately, in the back of my mind, through manifestation, I'm like, "You will be back. You need to get back." So that's where I'm at right now. Well, you, uh, two things uh, that come to mind. Yes, on the first, the very <laughs> beginning here, I can't even get it out quick enough. The <laughs> You know, there's a rhythm and a pace to New York mm. City and, and, you know, theater and, and entertainment business that you don't find in rural America. Yep. And <laughs> I've had to I had to uh, come to terms with that. No, like no shade, no tea. You know, it's different. Business is closed yeah. at four o'clock down here in Florida, um, which is great when you're working. <laughs> but, hey, come on. Like now. I was, come you know, on I was going to the bank yesterday and uh, Bank of America was literally closed on Thursdays. Closed Dang. on Thursdays, Saturdays and Sundays. The one location I went to and I was like, this, is it a holiday? No, only in <laughs> Florida. Again, it's just different. And to, mm-hmm. I hear you on, you know, having to match that because yeah. it's not, you know, it's not. Not like it's not a bad, not like it's a bad thing, but it's, you know, it's not who you are. It's not where you want to be. It's temporary yeah. and you're moving, you know, you're moving on up and out. You well, know. if I can interject, it's like, now we have J-O-Bs and now we have responsibilities. And I remember when we first spoke and I said this at the beginning, some of us had made life altering, changing decisions, I-E, or is it I-G? But example, as they say, some of us got real jobs. And some of us fell onto our, our, our plan B's. Some of us got married. Some of us had kids. Some of us decided to get a house, you know, mm-hmm. life committed things, which may and or might not leave you the time, the energy to still get back to the business of show business, if that's what you want. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. And I also feel comfortable sharing this. I was <laughs> my sister, when I came back, she works in the medical industry and she said, um, how does it feel working with us common folk now? Being all high and mighty. And I said, you better stop. You better stop. I said, how's that nine to five? I said, listen, it ain't for me, but I respect the nine to five man more because to do what they do, 
then to come take time to come see us perform, to go to that movie, to go um, to that show. Man, I, just the lack of energy I have at the end of the day. I mean, I'm not lying. Mm-mm. Y'all know I'm not lying when I say this. And so I feel blessed to have, have a career and not a J-O-B. Like I've found my, what, what, what I'm happy to wake up to first thing in the morning and happy to go to bed to last thing. I'm messing that up, but you know what I'm saying? Like I found my thing and to have that taken away. And I know there are people with far worse, which is not a word, uh, far worse uh, circumstances and scenarios during this time, but man, I will not take it for granted ever again. Have you uh, had any interesting conversations with people coming into the shop that are trying to figure out who you are, where you're from, what you're doing? And you're yeah. like, have you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go first unless you have one. Please. No, I'll, <laughs> I, was, I'll, I want to hear yours. I was in the dentist chair yesterday and I, you know, I have this air filter and alarm company thing that I've been working with and I'm literally selling air filters in the dentist chair and I'm like, who the hell am I? <laughs> and the woman <laughs> who's doing my teeth, she was great. Kramer Dental, check him out. She, uh, she's like, so you live down here, right? And I was like, yeah, I lived down here last year. You know, she's like, oh, and you work on this, you know, this company. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, so you've been down here a while. I was like, no, I'm actually in the entertainment industry. And I, and I've had this, like this conversation has happened many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And she's like, oh, um, I was like, yeah, well, you know, uh, in the theater industry in particular, and it's shut down and I was on tour and, you know, I came down here and, and um, in the middle of the conversation, I was like, you know, these days you have to stay, you know, nimble. You got to be, yeah. you got to be willing to yeah. change, especially, you know, the gig economy, especially as a performer and even people mm-hmm. in like, other people, our age and other fields, it's not one job for the rest of your life kind of thing. You know, a career is no longer one company with a card and a car mm-hmm. and a 401k. It's a whole different yeah. career. And it was hilarious to watch her kind of figure it out <laughs> because it's not normal the situation where, right. and you know, I, I, with the stages of grief, I sometimes think, oh, you know, this is normal, you know, cause you want to like, just, you know, work through it and get through it. And you're like, yeah, it is normal. Other people are going through this, which is true. A lot of us are. Um, yeah. but the majority of humans are not <laughs> in the sense yeah. of this career switch and to watch someone's face contort as they kind of say like, so you're done with that? You know, are you ever, it's so hard for someone to believe that I would be, you know, 1200 miles away. <laughs> doing something unrelated and they're like well and you hear them say like a nice offering up of like uh i i hope you can get back to it and them knowing full well that they don't think i will but they're trying to give a nice sentiment you know like a sorry for your loss mm-hmm. and this has happened like repeatedly so and i've never shared it but it's really really funny to witness because it's so difficult for someone to understand what what the exact situation is for us you got a few wait but did you make the sale more important. Oh, yes. Oh, I okay. See, that's all I needed to know. That's I all I needed sh- to know. <laughs> I sold them. I sold a Merv 10 pleated filter <laughs> retail, baby. No. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, I now get, I have more appreciation for The Office, the TV yeah. show now. I'm like, oh, this is <laughs> selling paper. <laughs> but you're right. I think it's so interesting because. And again, I hate, I hate to categorize in this way, but the normal nine to five job does not necessarily compute with what we do in show business. And this one woman asked me in the grocery store, she goes, um, and I know I've shared this with you. She goes, oh, you're new. I've not seen you here before. I'm like, ever. 
I'm wait, an OG. I'm sorry. Where were you? You were just. I was at. The, I was at the Safeway. Like I was in at the, the milk Safeway. section. And someone just. No, said. I was at the cashier. Okay? okay, I was at the cashier. Okay. And this woman goes, "Oh, you're new to me. I've not seen you here before." I was like, "Well, I grew up here 19 years of my life. I'm an OG. You're new to me." Oh, wait, wait. First of all, Karen, take several feet back. Okay, Susan, Rachel, Barry. I might be new to you, but I ain't new to this place. Matter of fact, you're new to me. Who are you? What do you do? How long have you been here? And so I went, anyways, we were joking, but I was telling her what I do. And she goes, oh, well, that's nice. Like, so do you think you're going to come back home? And I was like, and do what? And there was silence. And I was like, uh, and then someone who, someone who had seen me literally grow up in that store who still works there. Oh my God, Corbin, how are you? How's New York? Like I still stay. And so she's known me since I was a kid growing up doing this. And that, I think that's different than someone who's just now meeting you. But I was playing this for my, for my work partner the other day. I played him because uh, we were talking about voiceover work. I said, yeah, I did a demo for, uh, for Buick and for Airwick. And here's what it sounds like. He's like, man, you're all right. This is pretty good. You can make a living off of that. And I'm like, anyways, so it was, it was quite funny, but, um, some of them get it, some of them don't, but it's just not in the normal parameters. And I'd asked him, I said, because I work with a bunch of um, electricians and journeymen and, and uh, contractors and whatnot. And I said, well, do you think a lot of them, this is their given profession or they chose us or they just fallen into it? And he goes like, you know, sometimes when I speak to some of these guys, they got into it because their father was in it and because their grandfather was in it. Mm. But why are you in it? Oh, well, my father, but no, why are you in it? I mean, and it's great money. So like, that's definitely not the problem, but right, right. it's just an endless cycle. And I'm just like, I'm so glad that wasn't me. And I'm so glad that I had options, which is even a luxury to say, right? Mm. So um, yeah, and then being just being back home in a town that's not art, well, there are some artistic spaces, but overall, you know, if you're not doing the scientific field, if you're not military, if you're not contracting, if you're not um, medical, there's one other job field I can't remember, but there's like the top five, like everything else is kind of foreign to them. So, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I have nothing. I got nothing to say to that. I mean, it's so true. It's so, it's so true because to see the different, let me, I'm going to take it a little wider shot here in New York, <laughs> everyone who's in the city has relocated basically. Yeah. You know, unless you go further up on the island or out into a borough, generally, you know, the people right there in Midtown, they've all relocated or they're coming in from somewhere. So it's a decision they've made. And some of it is, right. you know, this is what my family does. So I'm here. But a lot of it's, uh, you know, I have a hope. I have a dream. I have a thing that I want to pursue mm -hmm. uh, when you're out of the city. And particularly, you know, like down here, this is a retirement space that I've been in for the last 12 years. <laughs> it's like uh, I've heard some. Some of the some of the older gentlemen in the elevator call it a uh, the back nine holes on a golf course. I'm weak. <laughs> that is, and, and it is it is definitely it's different to see. It's it's just different. It's so interesting to see people at different spots in their lives. You know, mm -hmm. like I'm having I'm hearing conversations and I'm having conversations with people I would never have in New York right? because you know too busy you got to go somewhere something's going on it's not involving theater it's you know you moving 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 so um we we spoke i guess it was feels like a, two weeks ago it was probably last week about the future for you yeah. and i want to touch on 
what you see it being. I like to speculate and then record it mm-hmm. and then have some yep. historical documentation as it happens. Mm-hmm. So where do, what do you feel, what do you feel this future holds for you now that we're in, um, well, we're going to be in May and yeah. <laughs> 2021 and, uh, you know, time keeps rolling forward. Before I answer that question though, uh, in reference to your comment about uh, Florida being a retirement, remember you texted that picture and it was you golfing and I texted you back and I said, you've become that guy. You are that guy now. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, he has left the building. He's not coming back. He has joined the herd, okay? Uh, Yeah, I got golf clubs Um, and cigars. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. (laughs) um, What does the future hold for me? You know, one of the things that I was really good about before they shut down was manifesting, I mean, and, and, and you and I have talked about this many times and you still have to put in the work to make that manifestation work. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I was really good about was um, manifesting, manifesting, manifesting the projects and places I wanna be at a given certain point. Yeah, We were doing, um, I can't remember. Oh, I was, I was working in the, I was working in the restaurant in the city. And I said, oh, here's Cinderella. And I know I'm right for this job. It's come around once before, but this was like during the Disney. So 2017 didn't get the tour because I, Disney came first and they wanted me, which is great, but Disney came first. Within a week later, I booked the audition. I do these, uh, I do these things on Canva where I, um, I make a little poster of like, oh, Corbin. And I put, a, I, put a, I put the logo of the production or show or travel or wherever I want to go. And then it happens. I was like, oh wait, God, sorry, just... hold on. So you make this before you audition or before you see it like a vision yeah. board. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I, and so it sits in my camera roll ready to post when the time is appropriate. Right. So I had made it a week before we went and did the audition. They told us, oh, you won't hear from back from us for about two weeks. And then I get the job. So, oh. we're, so then we're, so we're in the, so we're in the midst of, um, rehearsals and we're in the midst of the show and we're finishing Cinderella another show comes along I was like you know what I'm right for the show it's come around several times before and I've talked about this before this is nothing new and I hope I'm not breaking any rules by talking about this um but um I had projected Hamilton and being the Hamilton swing sure enough booking Hamilton and again maybe this is premature I don't care I'm it's a year at this point but um I had projected uh Hamilton boot camp Sure enough, I booked Hamilton boot camp and then Rona happened. Yeah. And I was like, son of a, right? But I had put that out there a month prior. I was working with Deidre Goodwin on her show and then it was all happening. And I was like, you know what? But I'd put in the work, right? Because mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't have the wish or the dream without putting in the work. And so then... I did put in my thing, and I'm forgetting about, and I'm just now remembering this, Clay, I put in, um, I did another Canva back in New York City before the summer. And I feel like it's gonna happen. And I don't know when, but I said before the summer. And so through osmosis, everything that's happening right now, I'm like, well, I feel pretty confident about this. So as far as the future, sorry to answer that in a long roundabout way, I'd like to be back in the city. I would like to have my podcast and the um, uh, business portion of my podcast being uh, a fluid income so I can have that. I don't have to worry about working a nine to five right. with, with the J-O-Bs. 
And then um, show business will resume and show business resume, but I would love to be in an environment that holds me accountable, unbeknownst to itself. So that way I can be that more, that much more productive. So that way I can be that much more active in who I'm talking to and the jobs that I'm wanting to get and uh, activities that I can do for me, myself and I. Um, so ultimately I wanna be back in an accountable space. That's what the future looks like for me. I love That's that. the best way I can answer it. Um, about the podcast. Yeah. Since creating it, and it's been going now, how many months have you been, has it been live? Because you've been um, working on it for a hot minute. Yes. Yeah. It's been live since May, end of May. End no, of no, May. no, not end of May. Lies, lies, lies. Don't listen to me, people. Time is um, a warp. It's all good. <laughs> Take I two. think August. I think August. Now, I want to talk yeah. about how you've changed the way you operate mentally. Since oh you started this, because I know, you know, when I started mine, it kind of opened up a floodgate of like, oh, I can create. <laughs> yeah. And there's like creating and then there's like, you know, creating within the confines of what you've learned to create in, you know, right. And then mm -hmm. creating, you know, right yeah. outside the boundaries is what I would call it. Um, how, how has that changed for you? Man, let me tell you when. So when I first started, it was about gather up all these interviews, gather up a batch, which is great. So I have a whole vault. Clay, I don't need to make another rec. Like I have season one, season two, and half of three done. I'm good. <laughs> I don't need to record anymore. I need to work on some post editing. Um, and so um, right now I have 17 episodes in and I need one more, just, just to let everyone else know. I've already made the unilateral decision, but just let everyone else know, hey, we're gonna conclude season one. I'll catch up with you like maybe starting summer <laughs> because now I've been working on the admin work, right? Mm. The administ administrational side of the website, the Patreon, um, steering people into a business format so I can then make said income from this because something that you have said to me that has stuck with me since I recorded you way back when, in order to get what you want, you have to be of service, which is my first and chief desire. My TikTok has blown up, which has been great. Great. Let me be of more service to you. If you're someone that wants to go into a performing arts high school, or if you're someone who's transitioned from performing arts, um, arts high school, let me help you make that transition smartly <clears throat> to then send you out into the world with resources and practical tools that they do not teach you when you're in school. I'm getting there. It's going to happen. I'm not worried. Um, but let me tell you what, I made this joke to my mom. I said, man, this admin work is trick work. She's like, don't talk about my profession because she's been doing it for like 30 some years. And she goes, but you know what? You will build up a wealth of knowledge, won't you? And I was like, yes, mom. Because it's hard to sit down in front of a computer. Like I, I'm surprised that I even have the, the patience for post editing. Clay, it's not my ministry. I know other people do it for a living and I am so thankful for them. And I know it will benefit me in the long run, like years from now. I hate it. I'm not going to lie. I'm sorry to my audience. I'm sorry to my listeners. But, but listen, word. when you are editing people, and, and my guests know this, and I'm very, yeah. and I'm very kind and, and gracious when I tell them this. And I said, well, how did it go? Because they get to see, hear the finished product. If they want to hear that before, I will happily send that their way. I said, yeah. well, I, um, I edited a lot of space fillers. Uh, and uh, you know, and it's okay. And something that I've been working on with, within myself 
if I have nothing to say, I just kind of stop talking, collect my thoughts, and then I pick up. Because when you're listening to audio, as I've come to understand thus far in my brief time in the podcast game, not three years like you, um, see, did it right there. It's one thing to have a space filler every maybe 50 words, but every 10, every eight. And I get it. I understand. It's just our, it's just our, our, our phrase of speech. Sure. And you might not always register to you in the moment. Um, but so like, I've been getting the patience to hone that skill, right? Sure, sure. I have when I'm in it and when I'm in the zone, I really do enjoy the admin work. And I've said to you before, until you have the Roy to your Walt Disney, you have to be both. Me and Roy were a bit estranged for a time in this um, business arrangement that we had going on. Uh, we've steadily become better acquainted. Yeah. Um, because when you're a one-man show as well, you know, right now I'm trying to work on getting everything automated. So that way I don't have to worry about that. And all I have to worry is post-production. So, um, it, just when I think my time management could not get more refined, it's made me manage it even more so. It, it has made me look at the overall picture instead of just um, the product, if that makes sense. Um, marketing and licensing and financing and uh, what's the quota? all these other little things. And so when I go look at my analytics, 80% of my audience is female, age 18 to 25, which is fine. That's my target audience of high schoolers, right? I would like a little bit more men in that demographic too. It's a work in progress. 86% of my audience is here based in the US because I predominantly talk about the US market, which is great. I mean, I have a couple other European people abroad. Um, so great, how can I be of service to that 86? How can I be, of, I mean, with everyone in mind, but how can I be of service to that demographic specifically? A majority of the people listen to the podcast on Apple as opposed to my Spotify, as opposed to my Apple podcast. Mm -hmm. Things I would have never paid attention to before or things that would have never dawned on me as a, a podcast listener myself. Oh, what goes into it? And like listening to your podcast and it seems so effortless, but I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I mean, of course you and I talk behind the scenes, but what actual work is going on behind the scenes that people don't know because they just get the finished product. Hmm. Did I answer your question? I don't know. It did. No, it did. And you brought up a good point that I want to touch on. How has your question asking evolved? Baby, let me tell you what, because I've stolen a couple of your things and a couple of other hey, people. Hey, you want to know a secret? I stole a couple of things from Tim Ferriss. Hey. Thank you, Tim. Um, Borrowed. It borrowed licensing um it uh it's easy when you have someone else who's equally a talker but it's not about me oh i've had it's some of those person that, it's about the person that you've brought on yeah and i know so what you mean i know what you mean. I, I don't know if you've heard the podcast how to be a better human that it's under the ted talk brand but they i can't remember the woman's name but she was talking about being a conversationalist hmm listening with the intent to receive, not listening with the intent to reply. I mean, of course you're gonna reply, but just because you're hearing me does not mean you're listening. And so even though you might have a thought that you might really just wanna get out there, ultimately you will come back full circle because when you're listening to someone, truly listening, 
you can pinpoint. And when I was listening to your episode with The Bean the other day, how detailed you were being in your questionnaire. And she's like, dang, kid, you're good. Like these are some really thought provoking questions. Mm. And I was like, Clay is a really good listener, but he's also a really good conversationalist. And part of that, obviously reading the room, knowing your audience, but being of service in a conversation, it's really made me, cause you know, I can talk for days on end. It's really made me pull back. So that way I can listen. Cause sometimes it's hard cause I want to chime in, but I will interrupt if I think someone has made a fair point or, Ooh, can you say that again? Cause I, I feel like that was really key or, Oh, can you backtrack? Because I might have missed something in the conversation when you were explaining the story. Uh, it's made me a better investigator in conversation. Let me say that it's made me a better investigator. And so you've seen the evolution in these past 17 episodes to now. Oh, that's interesting. Can you elaborate? What did you mean? What did you get out of that? How has this, one of the famous questions that I always ask, soon to be famous, working on it, is what lesson was your saving grace and how do you personally business and show business? Oh my God, gone. And then they go off, which is great. And I have a plethora of things to provide about that. Detailed, specific things like that. Because one of the things that I find hard when I'm introducing people is now I'm just rambling on, so please stop me anytime. I I want my audience to know a little bit about the guest before we just start randomly talking because who is Clay? Why should I listen to him? I mean, I give a little synopsis in the show notes, but it's I'd much rather them hear it from you, not me. Mm. Um, and even in my intro, I talk about, well, here's what he's done, here's what he's currently doing, um, here's what the conversation's about. But I want them to hear that from you, not me. And then we get into the advice portion, talking about the business, show business. So it's like a, mm. it's a healthy part one, part two, but it's made me calmer. Mm. <laughs> it's made me more patient and it's made me more invested. And I can't wait for season two. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Rate and review this podcast and be sure to share with your friends. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you on next week's episode of How to Business in Show Business.